Hello, wild one. Welcome to the Shamanic Tantra Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Taraya, and I'm honored to have you on this journey with me. My intention with this show is to create a sacred space for conversations around all the things I wish I were taught growing up. I'm here to remind you that all of you is sacred. Every emotion, every experience, and every energy that runs through your body and heart is holy. Shamanic Tantra is a path I walk and it's a path of liberation. Freedom that's found deep within the body and deep inside the breath. It's a path of reclamation, of integrating every shade of who you are. The wild, the wonderful, the primal, and the pure. All is welcome here. It's a path of truth, of devotion to the pulsing, quivering truth of this very moment. As that's all there ever is. May we love each other, may we honor each other, and may we celebrate each other as we walk each other home. Aho, and on we go. Everybody, this is Holly Taraya coming at you live with the Shamanic Tantra podcast from the wild and primal jungles of Costa Rica. Thank you so much for joining me today. I just recorded this episode and realized that my microphone was muted. And so here I am, take two, ready to go again. In today's episode, the title is The Life of a Tantrika, A Peek Behind My Curtain. And today I'm going to give you a deep insight as to what it means to be a tantrika or a tantrico or a tantrikex, depending on how you identify and what this really means and just give you a behind the scenes peek into my lifestyle and how it's so different than most people that I know and why I've chosen such a different existence. So thanks for joining me today. I'm so excited to dive in. This podcast is my heart song and my heart joy of creation, and it's really how I connect deeply to you and to the community. So thanks for being here and for listening. And today I'm tuning in from my new tiny home. I just moved last week to a beautiful tiny home. It's about 300 square feet deep in the jungle in Nosara town with the locals away from all the construction and the madness that's happening in in Guiones and the main beach and here in a space of privacy, of minimalism and Pura Vida. And I feel so in alignment and so happy. And it's so, it's inspiring me today to hop on here and share with you what it means to be a tantrika. So what is a tantrika? Tantrika is a woman who walks and breathes and dances the path of Tantra, who is a devotee to the path of Tantra. And so that is me. I've been studying Tantra for seven years. And in 2020, the yoga studio that I owned, I decided to close it and step wholeheartedly, both feet with full devotion and full presence onto this path of Tantra. And I could feel within me, you know, I'd been teaching Tantra classes at the studio and our studio is very Tantric and very beautiful. 
but I could feel within my being that I was meant to fully live this path, not to have a studio that brought other teachers in and created space for others to enjoy this path while I didn't, but for me to live and breathe this path, regardless of my offerings, regardless of what I had on the external and to actually be Tantra. And I had felt called to this for about a year before choosing to close my studio. And it had created so much suffering within me because I knew that the path was calling and I had no idea where it was and how to get there. And the day that we were mandated to close our studio, I knew I had just come back from Envision Festival here in Costa Rica and I had planted such a deep seed on this soil. And I said, I will be back. I am coming for you and I am coming for my path. I will be back. And a week later, we were mandated to close our studio and I entered into a space of full trust, full surrender and let it all go brick by brick mortar by mortar, sold, released, and dissolved everything that I had spent my whole life working for, piece by piece, watching parts of me, my identity, my community, my team, my identity as a leader, as a teacher, as a pillar in a community, as a successful entrepreneur, all these pieces one by one, I relinquished and sacrificed, made sacred in this bare stripping of my soul. And I prepared myself to step fully onto this path. I became raw, unveiled and naked so that I could step as a new woman, barefoot and naked onto this path. And so I took off after closing my studio, selling everything I owned, releasing the life that I'd built behind me in the rearview mirror. And I set on a journey of a devotion to embodying everything that I'd ever learned about Tantra, because I'd been studying and studying and studying for years. I read all the books <laughs> and done all the courses. And now it was time for me to become an embodied transmission of everything that I'd learned. And I set foot, hit west in the car with my sister and our two pups. And our first step was dancing Shiva, a tantric ashram in Asheville, North Carolina. And we spent time there and I observed what it meant to live in community. I observed what it meant to be a true teacher of Tantra, not a Instagram famous celebrity or a supermodel version but a true embodiment of Tantra to be a living, breathing vehicle and vessel for this golden lineage. And I met the Swami and I met the students and I knew that day, mm -hmm, this is what I want. I want to live simply. I want to live close to the earth. I want to live minimally so that I have space and time to make love to create, to sing, to dance, to be well, to be rested, to be present, and to teach first myself and then others. And so I devoted myself at that ashram, sitting in the middle of the Sri Yantra in the center of their temple. I devoted myself to this path 
I breathed in all the tendrils of energy that I'd scattered for so many years outside of myself and one by one breathed them into my body and reclaimed my power, my truth, and my presence. And step by step, I entered down the royal road of darkness. I descended deep into the soils of my body and I came home to myself. So during this year, I didn't work. I committed to a year sabbatical of healing, of restoration, and of embodiment. And I made my job, I made my prayer ritual. I spent all day in ritual, chanting, pleasuring, singing, grieving, wailing, rejoicing. In this human experience, I gave myself a year to feel everything that I had spent a lifetime running away from as I built success for myself. I gave myself a year to breathe, to be, to trust. Boy, did I trust. I took my hands off the wheel and I said, take me, take me. Where shall I go? Who shall I be? Who am I now? that I don't have a community to teach to? Who am I now that I don't have a team to lead? Who am I now that I don't have all these things to work for, to keep me busy? One by one, layer by layer, God has stripped me bare in a tantric tease back home to myself. And it was so dark because <laughs> everything I'd ever identified with was dissolving. Needless to say, in the midst of a global pandemic, in the middle of nowhere, USA, <laughs> where I knew no one and I felt like no one and I had nothing and I knew nothing. Total humility is the chapter of this life. I call it total humility. Letting go of my money, my savings, my possessions, my ego, and thus making space day by day for my truth for my real truth, for my soul's essence to bloom from these ashes of dissolution. This is what it means to be a tantrika, to die unto myself over and over again as I claim my body as part of nature herself and allow the Tao to pulse through me, to change me, to transform me as I allow the creativity of my sexual creative life force that moves through my womb and as I bleed and release all that I am every month in this cycle, this is what it means to be a tantrika, to be an embodiment of shakti, of creativity itself, of death itself, to not be afraid to lose, to not be afraid to die, to not be afraid to surrender. And this whole year that I spent traveling across the country was this. And I had no altar, for I had let that go. I had no yoga studio, for I had let that go. The tarot cards, the crystals, all of it, I had surrendered and I was left with nothing but my body and my breath. And so my body became my temple and my breath became my prayer. I made a temple on any tree stump that I sat on, on my hikes in the morning, through deserts, through jungles, through great plains, 
a life of simplicity has granted me with a life of magnificence for I am light on my feet. And when the winds of change soar through my wings, I can take them in any direction I so please, anywhere I am called. And I was called here to the new shore of Costa Rica, for I knew it was here that I would return to. And as soon as I planted my feet on the soils of this wild jungle, I knew I was home. And I started working again. <laughs> And I took my devotion of being a Tantrika out into the community. I'm going to first embody these teachings and then I'm going to teach. And it is from my transmission, my embodied transmission that I teach the most. So it doesn't matter who is in front of me. It doesn't matter if there's no one in front of me. I am a teacher, I am a Tantrika and that cannot be stripped. For it is my devotion to this path, my devotion to living a life of intimacy with myself, intimacy with life as I open my senses and intimacy with others as I open my heart. That is my calling. And there is no studio, no classroom, no shala, no student, no client that could ever deny that of me. So every day that I wake up, and sit in ritual and breathe and cry and dance and pleasure, I am living my purpose. So it is who I be on this path that is so much more important than what I do. It is who I be, this transmission, this vibration of aliveness that I give to myself, this devotion to living as alive as humanly possible this devotion to allowing my erotic energy to move through me and to give myself grace and compassion when it doesn't. This devotion to living a transmission of total freedom to continue to dive deeper and deeper into my shadow and shame and unlock the purity and the primal that is lying within my very own body. This is what it means to be a tantrika to take the royal road back home to myself over and over again. And when I forget that I am devoted to remembering who I am and who I be, and that my greatest act of service is my presence, my presence. So how present can I be when I look into your eyes? How loved can you feel when you're around me? not because of anything I say or do, but because how open my heart is and it pours onto you. That is my gift. How real and humble can I be as a human and how high and holy can I be as a divine goddess? That is my teaching. How much pleasure can I allow through my body? How much rest can I give myself as I enter winter months in my cycle, that is my teaching. To be an embodiment of nature herself, the goddess herself, that is my teaching. And it is my embodiment of this teaching that is my highest devotion. It is not the success of my career. It is not how many people 
I can transform. It is not how many listens I get on this podcast. It is not how many emails are opened, but it is my embodiment of this teaching of Tantra. That is my devotion to living with a heart wide open, to living in alignment with my deepest truth, to vibrating in a transmission of love and freedom and to make the world around me more beautiful with each step that I take. This is my teaching. And of course, I want to make an impact. And of course, I want to weave together a community and facilitate spaces of freedom so that the world around me may feel this love and presence that blooms inside of my heart. But I can tell you this, I will never sacrifice my own presence for the success of my path. For it is my transmission of this teaching that I know has the greatest impact because it's not just the clients that I serve. It's the song that I sing to the birds. It's the poetry I write to nature. That is also my offering. And so I made a devotion to myself when I moved here a year and a half ago that I will live a life of a tantrika, that I will prioritize pleasure, that I will make intimacy and love the most important thing in my life, that I will prioritize free time over anything else. And that I will listen to the callings within my spirit and show up when it's time to teach create, serve, for I am here to do that. And so on this path, I've made some interesting choices. (laughs) I know that I don't live a normal life. My partner reminds me almost daily that I am not normal in the most loving way, of course. And there are several things in my life that I know make it different. (laughs) And these things are actually a part of my devotion to my dharma of living the path of Tantra. The first being is my devotion to being offline as much as possible. So I'm not on social media. I left social media several years ago. And if you want to learn more about that, you can listen to my previous podcast episode, How Leaving Social Media Has Changed My Life, for more inspiration. And I'm still alive, and I'm still thriving, and I have a successful business. For those of you who are wondering, how could I possibly live offline? I'm here to tell you, you can. You can do anything you want. It's just a matter of do you want to. So I'm not on social media, and not only am I not on social media, but I am living a life that's devoted to being analog, offline, as much as possible. And so, of course, it's 2023 almost. I am an entrepreneur. I am in the modern world. I use technology to stay connected, but I don't overuse it. I use it only when needed, only when it moves the needle forward, only when it creates an impact, only when it's necessary, only when I'm divinely inspired to record a podcast, to send an email, to say I love you to a friend. But that is it. I'm actually getting walkie-talkies for my sister and my partner and I because we're all living within proximity and we can chat the old-fashioned way. But do you remember 
my beloveds, back to childhood when life was simple and innocent, when you used to hop on your bike and go visit your friends spontaneously, when you held your word to plans because there was no way of letting them know that you couldn't make it, of getting on your bike and losing yourself to the day, the mystery. I live that life every day here in the jungle. My inner child is online and I am embodied in presence. I am intimate with every moment, with every sunset. I'm not taking photos of it. I am living it. I am letting it imprint into my being. I'm breathing it in. Every moment of impact I have, I am not posting it, my friends. I am living it, for it is the only moment I ever have. Living a life offline has allowed me to have a clear field of intentionality and deep, deep presence. I am okay waiting in line for things. I use it as an opportunity to breathe and to be. And when I'm with others, I am with others, deeply present, deeply intimate with this moment itself. Living offline has reminded me of the magic and the mystery of life and the romance and intimacy that's available in handwritten notes delivered on your lover's doorstep as opposed to DMs. So to me, this is part of being a tantrika is living a romantic life, having surprise and spontaneous visits and losing track of time. I don't turn my phone on until 10 a.m. in the morning until I have spent hours sauntering in ritual, devotion, lovemaking, nature, solitude, dance. My mornings are glorious. Getting high on my own supply instead of jumping on my phone and getting that dopamine hit. And I must remind you here, my friends, that I have spent years building up or should I say building down to this lifestyle? <laughs> little by little, brick by brick. I did not always live this life. I was very much engaged in social media. A lot of my self-worth came from my external world, from the likes and the loves and the comments, the five-star Yelp reviews, right? <laughs> So I must remind you over and over again that this life that I live, this path that I am devoted to has come brick by brick. But I spend hours a day offline. I spend two days offline a week. And I spend a week every month when I bleed, disconnected from technology, disconnected from obligation and going deep into the shamanic portal of my womb cocoon so that I can return to the ground of my being and remember who I am and what I came here to create. And so that I can do so with divine guidance from the pulse of my womb, from the divine dictation of spirit, not driven by ego, by worthiness, by scarcity, by fear, but by trust and truth itself. This to me is what it means to be a tantrika to make love with spirit and to give birth to our creations together. Mm, to rest my body, to be in nature, to be intimate with life. 
So living offline really allows me to do this. And a big part of the work that I do with my clients and my mentorship program, Tantric Awakening, is to create a path to digital minimalism, piece by piece, so that you can return to presence, so that you can ground your nervous system, and so that you can go within for worthiness, for safety, for belonging, instead of seeking it through your screen outside of yourself. So being offline, digital minimalism, that's one of the things that sets me apart as a tantrika from the normal world. And another thing that really sets me apart is my devotion to living minimally. So when I was in the matrix doing the damn thing before closing the studio, I was a maximalist in every possible way. I consider myself, now that I look back in retrospect, a spiritual materialist. I had every tarot deck. I had every crystal. I had every tea on my apothecary. I had every oil. Everything that I thought would bring me closer to God, I had on a shelf in a studio outside of myself. And when we closed those doors and I sold everything, I felt as though my practice was leaving my body. And I was left with nothing but my body itself. And so my body became the altar. My breath became the prayer. And it came with me wherever I went. Minimalism. I've learned that the more embodied I become, the less I need outside of me. Because all the things outside of me were simply projections of what I wanted inside. Love. Freedom, depth, safety. All of this I had placed outside of myself before in my life. And when I watched it all go and I surrendered it all, one by one, everything that made me feel safe and worthy and powerful also disappeared. And so did my sense of power and worthiness and safety. And I was left with nothing but my body and my breath. And I realized that's all I need to belong. That is all I need to feel safe. That is all I need to feel love because it is my body that allows me to experience the flow of love through it, nothing else. And so my devotion to living a life of a tantrika is devoted also to living very minimally, very simply, so that I can live intimately with life, so that I have so much free time, so that I can be present with those that I serve and love. And I have premium prices for my offerings. Just because I choose to live simply does not devalue what I do. Because I also choose to live a life of luxury. So some may consider it a paradox, right? I have very little things. I live in a 300 square foot home in the jungle with one suitcase to my name. And I also have a private chef who cooks every meal for me. And I have a juice company that comes and delivers fresh juice on my doorstep. And I have healers and body workers, right? So minimalism of things but still living a life of royalty so that I may vibrate at my highest frequency, so that I may embody the highest 
truth so that I may feel freedom, not only in my external reality, but deeply within me. And living minimally allows me to do that. It allows me to be deeply intimate with my surroundings. And it has allowed me, being offline, living minimally, has allowed me to dissolve one by one layers of ego. Am I still going to be loved if I don't have a big villa? Will I still belong if I don't have a fancy car? Will people still value who I be and what I offer if I don't have much outside of me? It's been an ego dissolution. And what I have learned is that this is my deepest truth. And so it doesn't matter what others think. I am in alignment with my core values of freedom, of intimacy, and of presence, of being deeply embodied in ritual and in prayer, and to having freedom around me so that I can say yes when adventure calls and say no to work and creativity that is not true. So when the pulse of creativity moves through my body, I can feel it and I can dance with it. To me, this is what it means to be a tantrika, to live so deeply with my truth, to live so anchored in my embodiment and, and my presence and to bring that light out into every corner that I enter. And it's not easy. Living with this depth of capacity to feel has shown me my greatest grief, my holiest rage, my deepest despair. And there were many times in 2020 that I felt like giving up because I thought during my chapter of ultimate humility that I am nothing, that I know nothing, that I am nothing. And it's true. I am nothing, and I am also everything. Divinity embodied in human form here temporarily to experience this human life. What a gift. And it is Tantra, and it is everything that I studied for the seven years before devoting myself fully to this path that kept me alive, that kept me in surrender and trust, that has brought me back to life and brought me back to truth and to the shore of who I am time and time again. It is Tantra that has taught me. So it is my deepest embodiment of Tantra that teaches me every day what step to take on this royal road of truth. You're here with a mission to inspire and impact many through your purpose. I'm here to support your mission by sharing the tools, practices, and teachings of Tantra, empowering you to become empowered by pleasure as you light up the world with your love and service. Serve from overflow. This is the new paradigm way of the embodied feminine leader, and I am honored to teach you how. I'm here to help you gently release any and all things within your being that are out of alignment and no longer true, so you can create space for all your desires to enter your life. No more sacrificing yourself for service. No more putting pleasure, rest, and celebration at the bottom of the pile. 
It's time to let your feminine essence and primal sensual power become your new fuel source. It's time to come fully alive. Your tantric awakening awaits. Join me for Tantric Awakening, a three or six month mentorship for women to return to the throne of your body and become fully alive. Click the link below and visit hollytariah.com slash mentorship to begin your Tantric Awakening journey today. Thank you for joining me today on the Shamanic Tantra podcast. To dive deeper on your Tantra journey, visit my website at hollytariah.com for my online courses, books, private mentorships, and group coaching programs. Please subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your friends. May you live in truth, beauty, and freedom. Love, Holly Tariah.